Hey everybody, welcome to this week's edition of This Woman Can. I am your host, Janice Sutherland, career strategist for women of colour over 40. Well, can you believe we are almost at the end of 2021, especially if you listen to this in real time? Who would have thought that this year would have been even more tumultuous than 2020? Now, this is going to be the last live podcast um, I do before Christmas. I'm going to take a quick short break um, over the Christmas period, but I will be back um, in the new year with lots and lots of fabulous stuff. Um, I've already been working on what my 2022 plan looks like, and I'll share with you then. This week, however, I am going to share with you um, a podcast um, uh, interview that I did with Joanne Victoria on her Sanity Project podcast. It's not often I get to be the other side of the microphone, so I'm going to share the, uh, the podcast I did with her, the interview I did with her, and we covered a lot. Um, which I think you'll find highly relevant. So things like why I believe women need to ask for help far more frequently than they do right now, how we need to recognise that if we're a woman over 40 or 50, that our values will change from the 20s and the 30s to those that we had. And it's natural for it to do to do that. And how you can create a career plan that enables you to live a life on your own terms and so, so much more. So I do hope you enjoy. Our guest today is an amazing woman named Janice Sutherland, and she has written a book called This Woman Can, The No Bullshit Guide for Women Who Lead. Janice Sutherland is founder and CEO of the award-winning leadership and personal development consultancy, This Woman Can, the platform for professional women to network and elevate their careers. She now lives in the Caribbean and has made history when she became the first female CEO in the telecom sector in Antigua and Barbuda. So let us talk to the author of This Woman Can, because this woman can. Welcome to the show, Janice Sutherland. Thank you, Joanne. I'm delighted to be part of the show. Thank you. Well, I'm so glad you're here because I really want to get your book and your work out there. So you talk about how women need confidence to see how they get in their own way. I think it's lack of confidence that they have, right, by getting in their own way? Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. And they need to find more confidence. How do they do that? I think I think it's um, not such about finding more confidence because I think we all have a level of confidence. It's that we don't believe we have it because we all have the ability to do things that or to challenge ourselves. But we have to believe that we can do it. And I think it's more about self-belief that impacts our ability to go after something that we want. Problem for women, isn't it? Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. So many times. But if they took a sometimes just took a step back and think about all those times they told themselves they couldn't do something and then surprise themselves by doing it, you know, just take that little extra step to think back. Then, you, you know, you have that belief that, look, I can do something that I didn't think I could. Right. I think that also women tend to want to do alone and they're hesitant in asking for help 
And I think, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's, uh, I, I don't know if it's our ego as much as it, it's just the fear of being wrong, the fear of thinking that we need to have outside help, that it makes us less than. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I always tell women that we that, that we have a tendency to suffer with them, what I call me, myself, and I syndrome, in the fact that we believe nobody else has, could be going through what we've gone through, what we're experiencing, what we're about to do, what we've done. And invariably, if you're in a room full of women and you tap a woman next to you on the shoulder, say, "Look, I'm experiencing this. And I'm not sure how to. I'm not sure how to deal with it." That woman will say to you, "Well, I remember when." You know, and so we what we want, we walk around thinking that we're all alone in this. And one of the reasons I did, I wrote This Woman Can was because I wanted women to know that you're not alone and you don't have to reinvent the wheel. But because we're so hesitant with those three little letters, ASK, we've been taught we have to um, we have to battle it out. We have to get through this. And speaking as a black woman, we often have the strong black woman narrative so that we can take it all on. So asking for support and asking for help is often taken as a sign of weakness, where I absolutely see it as a sign of most ultimate strength. I agree with you. I think it, 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 it implies that you're strong if you're willing to reach out and ask for support. Yes. Yet I think that um, men men have a different way about things. You know, they talk over you know a beer in the bar or watching a football game or whatever. And women don't do that. They don't. You know, they might complain about something, but they're not saying, "Hey, I've got this business deal going, and I don't know what to do. Anybody got any suggestions on who I should talk to?" Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, it's just a question. And, you know, but I know that some women would say, Oh God, I can't ask that question because somebody in the room is going to say, Oh, I thought she knew everything. (laughs) (laughs) And I had a very interesting conversation with uh, someone quite recently. And I asked them what part had, what, what part of networking played um, networking with women played in her career. And she said it hadn't, you know, and I, I, I thought about that. And I'm thinking, wow, is that because you didn't want to network with women or is that because the women weren't forthcoming? And I, I think quite often, again, there's a societal narrative that there's only room at the top for one, for one woman. So we spend so much time protecting and I'm saying that in air quotes, protecting that hallowed ground, that space, that that level we've got to, that we feel we can't share or ask or network with others. And I think that's a totally wrong approach to have. I've got a great network of women that I can tap into um, when I need some support and help and guidance. We need that. We need that as a group. I mean, we we are strong in the sense that there are quite a few of us and, you know, there is that numbers game where, you know, the more of us there are, the more talent we have to share. Yeah. And yet we will do it if we're being paid for it in front of the room. We won't do it with our close friends or associates. Mm, mm, it's definitely a challenge. Definitely a challenge. So talk to the audience and myself about your book, This Woman Can, The Noble Shit Guide for Women Who Lead. 
Oh, this woman can, this one can. Um, well, first of all, I never thought I could write a book. Um, that was probably the first one. If someone had said to me, oh, right. Well, someone had said to me, and then my then coach, right, you need to write a book. And I was like, oh, I can't write a book. What am I going to write about? And she's write about what you know, what happens. And what I did know was about um, some, some of the challenges I had faced as being a woman in um, climbing the corporate ladder, uh, being a woman working in a predominantly male dominated arena. And just some of the challenges, I suppose, I'd overcome in my own life as being at one point a single parent so how to create boundaries between for not just no, not just for the work because we often talk about boundaries at work but I think boundaries um, expand a lot further you can be boundaries with family you can be boundaries with children you can be boundaries with your partner so how do you navigate how do you navigate those boundaries and create that space for yourself how do you deal with the challenges of that when you become when you do become a leader and maybe some of those people you are now leading were your colleagues you know do you are you going to change how do you do you have to be different how do you negotiate for higher salaries or for what or for your worth not even higher salary just for your worth so the book was all about just sharing um some of the experiences i've had and also my clients have faced and i've made written in such a way that you can just pick it up and read one chapter that's pertaining to the particular challenge you're facing at that time nobody has the time well i certainly at the time when i was writing this i didn't have the time to sit just just to read long tombs um there was like you know i think at the time lean in by cheryl sandberg was very big you know there was tara moore playing big i didn't have time to read all that to find the answer to what to the challenge i was facing so i created it in such a way written it wrote in such a way that you have the challenge you can relate to the challenge that these women are talking about because you know i take real life scenarios and i also give you some questions at the end of each challenge to say okay if you're facing this if you're facing this problem these are the questions you need to be asking yourself to self-coach yourself to try and come up with some solutions. So I thoroughly enjoy, I thoroughly enjoyed the book and it's been a, a, you know, I've had so many women come back to me and say, I really resonated with that one chapter. I don't need you to love the book from cover to cover. I just need you to find the one chapter that helps you in the situation you're facing at that particular time. It's great that you were able to write the book as a, a guide. Yes. As opposed yeah. to a tome. <laughs> a heavy, you know, four hundred page yeah. doorstop rather you know, rather than something that people can use, especially women, because this is aimed towards women. Yes, yes, yes. And and, and the reason it was no, the no bullshit guide, as I said, I was also reading those books at the time uh, that, that I mentioned, and I'm like how am I going to let me get to the crux of the matter? Stop creating words for a sense for a situation that I'm in. Tell me like it is no holes barred. Just give me, give me plain speaking. Cause I'm a plain speaking woman. I need to get straight to the point. So that's why I was the no bullshit guy. Cause let me get straight to the point. This is the issue. The challenge. These are the questions to ask yourself to get a solution. That's it. Job done. I agree with you. That's my, my modus operandi as well. You know, it's like, this, don't give me all the drama or all the story because that's irrelevant. What yeah. do you want? And what are you willing to do to get it? Yes. And, uh, yeah. you know, if, if you're not afraid of hard work, because whatever we do requires hard work. Yeah. We have to work. It's not just a matter of sitting down, 
the idea that you can just wait and something will come oh. in front of you. Well, there's, there's many sides to that story or that, that action, that activity, because to a certain extent, things will come to you. But if you're not clear about what you want, you won't recognize it. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes the things that come to you aren't always the things you want. And to be perfectly honest, I'd rather be in more in control of my future, my destiny, than wait for something to happen. I always called it holding out waiting. Are you waiting for how? Are you holding out waiting? Waiting for what? You know, don't wait for it to happen. Make it happen is often a motto I live by. Yeah, there's a, something niggling in my brain. There was, I think, a book years ago called Waiting Is, and that was it. <laughs> you know, you could fill in the blank on, on yeah. what the author was trying to say, but it's usually a waste of time. If you have time to, to waste, if you want to wait for something, go read a book. But you don't want to wait for your goal, your vision to, to come forward to you when you're not clear about what it is you truly want. Definitely. And then whatever it is you think you want, bounce it off your group. Yes. Yes, your group, coach, someone you t- someone you trust, someone's going to challenge you, someone's going to call you on your BS when you say you can't do something. Talk to somebody. Write it, you know, even start by just writing it down. If you don't feel confident, talk to somebody straight away. Yes, as I say to the audience every time, I hope I've done this every time, re-listen to any of my podcasts, especially this one with Janice Sutherland and her book, no bullshit. I'm just going to write it down to that. No bullshit. <laughs> no bullshit. Anymore, ladies, just get on with it. You can. This woman can. The no bullshit guide for women who be all women are leaders in one way or another, even if it's just for their family. Yes. And I think that women, anyway, listeners, we listen to this, have a pen and paper and take notes because you're getting a masterclass right here with Janet. So how do women overcome their self-imposed limits beyond talking to their friends, buddies, cohorts, networking pals? How do they overcome these self-imposed limits? What can they do to, you know, they can, you can tell them, okay, you've created this self-imposed limit. What are you going to do about it? And they go, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's often a situation I'm working when I'm working with, um, with women myself. And I always take them a step back because sometimes I want them to think about almost how did take them through a series of steps of how did you get there? What is it you're not happy about right now? What is it you see in your future? What's your vision? So we can start shaping out, um, what it is you want for yourself and then think about what's blocking you. Quite often, as we said, it's a quite, as a coach, and I'm sure you know, Joanne, working coaching or, you know, coaching or working with coach yourself, we all have the answer within us. We just haven't been asked the right question or, we, or we're avoiding the question. And it's when we're, it's when we're honest with ourselves about the questions we need to be asking is when we start taking the steps to overcoming, to, to overcoming the lack of confidence. So we have to start being honest with ourselves about what's in our way. And, and I appreciate sometimes it may be something that's happened to us in the past or whatever, but again, 
they can, whatever's happened to you in the past can only give you, can only control you by the level of control you give it. Because if it's past, it's done. You know, it's done. You can't go back. You can't change that. What are you going to do differently going forward? So I'm looking at, you live in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> on a rock. <laughs> and not, um, not on a rock. On a rock? Well, you live in, on, on, in Barbuda, Antigua? I live, in, I live in Antigua, but we affectionately call it the Rock because we're only um, 108 square miles. Oh, okay. So where do your clients come from? Um, my, know. It's the power. It's the power of the internet. Uh, my clients are all, are all over the all over the world. As you can probably tell by my accent, I'm English, so I'm English born. But I've lived in the Caribbean for the past ten for the past ten years, and I always knew when I decide to move out of corporate that um, my clients wouldn't be just in wouldn't be Antigua. There's not enough at the level of women up. The, not enough of the women at the level that I want to work with. So I work with women virtually and, and definitely globally. So they come from all over the world. I'm doing, I'm working with women in the UK right now, in Austria, in Canada, um, the US. So yes, it, the only, the only um, drawback sometimes can be the time difference. <laughs> yes. Yes. But that happens. Yeah. I mean, even if we're dealing with, I mean, our time right now, you would be the East Coast of the United States. Yes, that's right. Yeah, because I, I think I, these things just fascinate the heck out of me. <laughs> okay, I, you know, simple things like time. Okay, so we want to help, you want to help women create a plan to start living their lives on their own terms. Yes. What's the first step? The first step is contacting me. That's the first step. Um, <laughs> and we, you, usually what we would, we'd, I'll have a chat with you, no holes, but, you know, a no non-obligation chat just to find out where you are right now in life. And invariably what I'm finding right now is that um, I'm working with a lot of women midlife, which is great, who have come to the realization or start thinking, um, I've had this great career, I've got this far my, this far my career, but is this it? What next? Where do I go next? What does that look like? Am I going to stay in corporate? And if so, what does that look like? Do all do I want to continue doing this? Which is what I'm seeing right now with since the pandemic is uh, the pandemic going for the pandemic. Women and I questioning: Is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? And if it's not, what do I do? So we start having a conversation about where you are right now. Um, what have you done, or what have you done already? Where is it you think you like to go? Invariably. They don't always know where they where where they want to go. So our process is we work together for a minimum of three months, and we work through a process that on blocks um, the things that have been holding you back because we all have things that are holding us back. No matter how confident we think we are, we can always do. We can always go one step further, and we start creating a plan for what a vision, a vision, and then a plan to to help you get there for what you want out your your next career chapter. Those who are listening, Janice Sutherland and I are quite aligned in our approach with helping people as far as the vision and the goals and what you want the outcomes to be. So uh, give us a minute or two about uh, diaspora women, how you work with them on your This Woman Can podcast. 
Yeah, uh, on the podcast, I'm chatting. I, I'm chatting to those women about their leadership and their leadership journeys, and I was quite deliberate with that with the diaspora women uh, because definitely when I was on my own career journey, I didn't see women that looked like me. Um, I was very often the not just the only woman in the room, but the only black person in the room um, working in the U, especially working in the UK. So and you. We all, the, 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 I know the phrase is out now that representation matters. I didn't have it back then. I'm that, I'm that, that old. Sorry, people. Um, I'm that old. Um, but right now, I want to show other women that whatever you thought wasn't possible, for whatever reason, it is possible. And I go back to say, you know, when I talked about not reinventing the wheel, here are the journeys of the women that have done it already. And if you take away, take away just one little piece of information that resonates with us, says, okay, yeah, I can do that, or I can try that, then that's, that's all it needs to, that's all that needs to happen. So I speak with women from all, from all across the Caribbean, um, and in the US and the UK who do, who have a Caribbean connection about their career journeys and sometimes now um i've started incorporating now um those women who have transitioned their careers or pivoted their careers to ask them some of the challenges they overcame in doing that process as well so for everybody who's listening janice sutherland's book this woman can the no bs guide for women who read is available on amazon is it also available on your website janice um, not it's easy from Amazon because it's difficult to post from here. Um, we're just getting postal services back, uh, but it is on but it is on Kindle as well for the for those for the people who want um, electronic copies. Yeah, I find Kindle to be a, a real easy way to get through books. <laughs> Forced to with the pandemic and all the libraries. Yes. Here, so. Yeah, I, I'm old school. I like the book. I like to. I like turning the page. I like to change the turn the pages. I uh, I love my books. I would usually have next to my bed about a dozen books, mostly fiction, because that's what keeps me sane. Yes. And then when the libraries close, for those who are listening, yes, the libraries closed here in the United States, certainly where I live for over a year and not having much access. So I had to adjust again. I'm a big opponent of adjust, adjusting your point of view and moving off your position. And I had to move off my position, got a Kindle. uh, First I was on a regular Kindle fire. Then I went to a Kindle paperwhite and I will tell you, it's like saving my life. I can just download anything I want. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the paper, but I can't have it now. It's just, it's just gets all, but read the book. So you can buy, as we're just discussing, this one can, the No Bullshit Guide for Women Who Read, on Amazon in hard copy or Kindle format. So yes. how can people get in touch with you, Janice? Well, it's very easy. They can either listen to the podcast, This Woman Can, on any main podcast platform. They can visit my website, JaniceSutherland.com, or they can connect with me on LinkedIn. I am Janice Sutherland. So I keep it very, very simple. Very, very simple. Okay, I think we've covered. Is there any last words that you want to say to the women out there? I think the last words to say is that if you are thinking you can't do it, 
actually you can. So, and that's why I say this woman can, because if I can, you can, this woman can. We all have it in us to achieve what we want to achieve. I want to thank Janice Sullivan for being here today because I really like her perspective and the way she helps people and the fact that her book is a guide, not a tome, not something hitting you over the head. And Janice Sutherland has been around enough to know how to help women get what they want out of life. Thank you for being here today, Janice Sutherland. It's been great. And I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Joanne. Thank you. Great to be with you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, I do hope you enjoyed that interview and listening to that interview as much as I enjoyed recording it. As I said, this is my last live interview for 2021. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing your ideas. Thank you for your feedback. Um, Thank you for supporting me on this podcast journey. It's been four years since I've been doing this now. And, you know, every week is a joy to produce the podcast for you. I am really excited for what 2022 is going to bring and the direction I'm going with my own career, my business and the podcast where I get to help women just like you with negotiating, working on their next career steps, where they want to go, who do they want to be and how they're going to get there. And specifically for women of colour over the age of 40, we are a special breed. We are magical and we need to treat our careers as such. So I really hope to reconnect with you in 2022, where I'll be sharing what I have in store, how I'm going to help you with your career and beyond. So please, please, please take a break Have a wonderful festive season and I really look forward to connecting with you in 2022. And as always, remember, if I can, you can, this woman can. Take care until 2022.